Hey, I just want to share this great review we got from L. Schubert. I have been craving this kind of conversation, exclamation point. I grew up in a conservative Christian environment and was taught you must wait until marriage to have sex. As a 30-year-old woman who still considers herself a Christian but isn't married and doesn't believe it's a sin, quote-unquote, to have sex before marriage, although I still haven't had intercourse yet, this conversation is important. I've been working on finding the intersection of my sexuality and faith, along with still craving intimacy on all levels while in the dating world, and also wanting to be the healthiest person I can on all accounts. Way to go. These combos have been life-giving to me. Thank you. It's beautiful. Thank you so much for this review. And if you can, leave reviews because it helps our algorithm. (laughs) She's like, what are these words? (laughs) She looked at Luke and said, algorithm. <laughs> you she's can't handle the, it. She's got the brain hands up. Yeah, that's it's it. perfect. That's good. So we're going to cut right there. Okay. Do you know that we are both wearing Fabletics mustard right now? I love Fabletics is the <laughs> best. These are Fabletics. Every shirt that I've I'm worn this week is Fabletics. You. I'm, I'm trying to high five you. You sure didn't read very far. You're like, high five. I am pregnant. <laughs> high five. Come t- you know well, what you just did? You just, you just C-Rex yes. me. The C-Rex? Do you know about the C-Rex? No. It's C when he would walk up to you and put his his fist out <laughs> to fist bump him. But, but you have to go full extension and he's just, he's like. I just, one, I'm shorter than you. We called it a C-Rex. Two, I'm pregnant. The C-Rex. That's good. Really good. All right. All right. Afterglow. 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 From Milieu Media Group, this is Fun Parts. An exploration of sexuality and spirituality for anyone who's curious or convinced there must be more. With your hosts, Becky Patton, Latifa Alatas, Ashley Lusink, Luke Bronner, and me, Steve Weens. All right, friends, we have made it to the end of another season. Can't wow. hardly believe it. It's shocking. There have been tears. There's been laughter. There's probably been some impropriety here and there. Probably. Yeah. The, the, I'm so horny thing. The, that voice, <laughs> I think it's like, there's something about it. It's referencing feels, a song. Yeah. More than anything else. <laughs> but for the rest of my life, it will be referencing you. Yeah, so unfortunate. Forever. Yeah. Forever. It's just you have a, such a unique way. So as we do at the end of each season, we want to take some time to sort of reflect on what we're taking away and just sort of looking ahead at the work that we still have ahead of us. I think we all always have work ahead of us. And I think it's interesting to know what that work is for each of us. So anybody want to dive in there first? What are you taking away from this season? Mm. I have some. Oh, wow. I love it. Go for it. I came just knowing sort of there's two things that I feel like are really sticking with me. I keep coming back to them as I think through. One is I keep coming back to the phrase generous curiosity. And I I feel like in so many of the conversations that we had, I, I found myself like uniquely each time arriving at this phrase of generous curiosity. And it's funny because the more I thought about it, I was, I also started playing with curious generosity and thinking like, are these different ideas or are they the same? And I think they are different ideas. I still want to explore what they each mean in relationship to other people and especially in relationship to their sexual experience, their sexuality, seeking to understand other people's perspective. Generous curiosity is the place I keep coming back. The other thing that was said, Latifa, you said it a few episodes back, you compared your pregnancy and you said, 
you know, maybe everyone can't relate to the feeling of being pregnant, but we all know what it feels like to need to create space to grow. And that's a thing that I feel like sort of kept coming up as a theme for me is the idea of creating and holding space for myself, for others, Mm. for new ideas. Those are the things that I really feel like I will keep sort of working through over the next however many months until we get to do this again. Mm. I love that. I feel like I was talking with Becky this morning on the patio because Lucas asked her what she thought the theme of the season was, but we were kind of chatting and I agree with her. She said, we've had a lot more spiritual conversation this season and I personally have really benefited from that. I think it's felt really, continued to be really normalizing for me and really encouraging in that like, I'm still doing spiritual work, even though I might not have like a solid definition of where I am, or this is exactly what I believe and how I believe it, that I'm still doing the act and the work of living a spiritual life. And that's really validating for me because the way I grew up was you have to like identify and declare, and these are the tenets you live by, and and this is what I ascribe to, and this is my identity. And I've had to do so much work in identity the last like five or six years. And I love being a spiritual person. So it's okay to maybe not have locked in the identity of what that spirituality is, but the togetherness I feel when I'm with all of you, that communion of togetherness, like that's one thing I have missed from being a part of like a regular, like Christian church kind of community. I get it for in my friendships, but like because we've had so much intent and good conversation around things that are deeply spiritual, I just feel really enriched walking away from this season of, oh, I'm doing the work and I'm doing it with other people and they don't think I'm crazy and (laughs) I feel really validated and I feel like I have more gas in my tank to keep moving forward, like to keep exploring. And that just feels really amazing. You know, I I just feel really enriched by y'all's presence and y'all holding the space with me and also hearing what you have to share and say. And it's really grounding. I think I feel really grounded through this season with you all and that. And also I just have felt so cared for like in this season of my life by all of you. And I have felt really celebrated and really encouraged. So thank you for just doing that with me the last three days or four days. Yeah. I just had this thought during our break as I was settling my daughter back down to her nap, but how Latifah, you said earlier in one of the episodes about growing up in purity culture, we were given such a roadmap. <laughs> like it was such a clear roadmap. And we kind of talked a little bit about like the uniformity that comes with that and different things. And I think sometimes being on this journey, I just had this memory of being in my spiritual direction training and learning to discover my internal landscape. Mm. And how so much of this journey has been moving from like the external roadmap of like, here is cross this, you know, like kind of like the the game of life, you know, once you cross here, then you add like the little people to your car and you keep moving or whatever. And so much of it is like, we're each discovering our own internal landscape and it's going to look different. Like what we need is different. What we discover on that is different. And I was seeing it through the lens of like resources and how oftentimes like I'm we reference different books and stuff. And it's like, yes, those things help. But the more I just was struck with how much the inner work of discovering your own internal landscape 
is so much of the work that we each have to do and for our listeners. You know, like when you come in and you listen to what we have to say, it's like this is only like a fraction. This is one fifth. You know, it's a fifth of a of a conversation, but everybody has their own journey to do internally. I don't know. That just struck me. And, it, and I think sometimes that's why I can feel so lonely. And you can question for myself, like, am I going anywhere? Like, am I lost in this? And then just to come together again, I was reminded like in this time of being here, this has felt so like home. Like this has felt like family. This has felt so safe. And it's not because we're all saying the same thing. It's just because it it is safe and sort of feel that in my body. And I think that's the other thing too, of just how important safety really is and how do I cultivate that for myself and within my own family, new little family. So I'm just incredibly, incredibly grateful for this time together and carrying it forward till we come together again. So it always amazes me when we get to this moment, the end of each season, how much our conversation always comes back around to community and always Mm -hmm. comes back around to having people with whom you are safe to be honest and to be vulnerable and to talk about things that you don't talk about out at Starbucks or where, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I like talking about it. I was like, unless you're me. (laughs) You know what I I mean? Like to have the people that Mm -hmm. you actually trust. It's like, even our last episode, I just kept feeling like, Oh, this is all coming back to, you know, we were talking about being attuned to yourself and being attuned to others, but it's also like allowing yourself to be in a community of people who can be attuned to you, who can read yeah. you and sort of know you and respond and care and nurture and how much that, you know, we, we say this in every afterglow episode, how much of this is about us trying to model what this conversation can look like. And the biggest part of that, I think is just like finding that community within your own context. And it's crazy that none of us are in the same context or or we're not all in the same context, but here we are like doing this conversation again in community and and within trusting relationships. And it's interesting to me that we always end up back at that same place. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think to your point, we aren't in like a community on a day-to-day basis. We aren't these five voices here, but there's this element of trust begets trust Beauty, I think beauty begets beauty. There's this element of you build on these places that we've touched on and community grows from those places of trust. Mm. And I I just think there's something, because like I look back at, what was it, 2019 was the first time I met you guys? Yeah. 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 2019 was the first time we all met around a table. And I just think, wow. And we had two years of pandemic in that. Mm -hmm. And yet we've still continued to build community. And so I, to the people that are trying to build community, they're trying to find someone. I just want to say it takes time, yeah. but there's also, it takes risk and it takes continuing Effort. to show up yeah, intentionality. and intentionality. And it doesn't necessarily have to be just at the table mm-hmm. that you do that because we've had so many big spaces of time. And I just remember this statement that somebody said to me years ago, I want that rooted and groundedness of knowing somebody's there if I have a flat tire. And I was like, yeah, who's your flat tire hall? <laughs> you know, kind of that type yeah. of thing. You're in, it's, well, we live in Minnesota, so I'm thinking snow, it's a horrible night, and it's, you know. It's be- a lot to ask. Because the reality <laughs> is, is my husband will not have his phone on. That is the <laughs> you, truth. You, I cannot you call, you call him. Rick cannot call somebody else. <laughs> and it, I mean, just because he doesn't carry his phone with him. But there's that element of who are those people that you go, oh, I could call them and interrupt something because they see and know me. And 
I just think it's, it's community's hard to build. Mm-hmm. It is hard to build. And I think the the other piece of that is a willingness to show up with your whole self. Like I keep thinking about my personal journey. You know, you talk about us meeting in 2019. I'm, I met you all. We all gathered Becky in your backyard, your former backyard around a fire in November of 2019. I was one week into no longer being separated with my wife. And she came on that trip with me. And like, so to think about all of the wow, change, here we are, you know, the, you know, we're in the middle of 2022 and she's here and she's a part of this now and she's a part of this community. And Latifa, I remember, you know, even in season one, like you taking breaks to go take a phone call and like being emotional because things were hard with this brand new guy you were dating. <laughs> and like, it's our first time being separated. Yeah, yeah. And like, now you're about to have a child together yeah. and. It's just crazy to me to think of like, we've each shown up each time we've done this and brought our whole selves exactly where we were in that moment. And we've received that in each other, you know, and that's got to be part of it. I think of that building community It's actually being willing to show up with your whole self and receive others when they bring their whole selves. My granny used to have this great statement. Honey, if you want to see my house, call me three hours before you need to be here. If you want to see me, drop by anytime. Oh, that is so precious. And that was basically how she talked. But I have used that so often in the sense of can I show up with who I, who are the people I can show up with at their house that they're not going to be so concerned about the house. They need prep time. Yeah, they need prep time. And that's where I think... The other element about community is being able to hold each other in really difficult times. And we were talking earlier today, we were talking about the fact that when we recorded season three, there were three people that showed up at that table really like spent and taxed, like we didn't have anything left to bring kind of in that way. And yet we showed up together and we all held one another in the midst of that. So it doesn't mean that it always is pretty, but it's real. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just always want all of you. You you can come any way you are, you know? It's just that to me is Yeah. We're and, back to withness again yeah. at that point. Like mm-hmm. we're we keep coming back to withness. Mm-hmm. Steve, what about you? What are you taking away this week? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I just started this new job just this week. I mean, Sunday and then and I'm preaching tomorrow and it's different anyway. And I'm not, my sermon isn't really done. And I was really afraid that I didn't have the energy for this, like, and didn't even want to, you know, I was like, this is just not Mary's traveling. So we had to find someone to be with the boys. And I was really feeling like, even at moments, like, do I need to back out even at the very end? And I'm so glad I didn't just because it's so good to, I'm just the witness. It's, it's energizing and lovely to off mic and on mic be with you all. And so I think that's what I'm taking away. It's, it's less content that we talked about on the episodes and it's more, I received some gifts in an environment where, you know, coming into it, I was afraid like, Oh no, I don't have what it takes to even be here right now. You know? And I think I just showed up the way I actually was, too, and, and I didn't worry too much about what I had or what I didn't have. And that was a gift, too. I'm so glad you came. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's what she said. Oh, wow. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. It's, uh, it was, you said I, just, I just feel liquid. like you, you said you're way out, more out of your shell no, than you used to be. I'm I think not, you got to give yourself some credit I'm there. I'm not. <laughs> Becky, what's your takeaway for this season? What are you leaving with that you didn't have when you got here? 
Well, I'm going to quote you, Luke. I am a STLJ. A sexy Tommy Lee Jones. I love it. <laughs> With good legs. Yeah. <laughs> he might have great legs. legs. We don't know. Oh, his legs look horrible. Have you ever seen, seen him in a swimsuit? I've, I've never seen, I've never seen Tommy Lee yeah. Jones in a swimsuit. I feel like we okay. have diverged <laughs> a little bit. Um, part of it is, I think that I'm taking two episodes back when we were talking about the element of sexual fugitives. And there was a moment at the end of the thing where I said, I don't think my job is to be an advocate. And then my job is to make safe spaces. And I realized after we went off mic, there was something that you said that I thought was so profound. And I'm going to ask you to repeat that Haitian word. Yeah, just the the thing that I was bringing to the conversation when I was using the word advocate was, you know, part of my history is that I lived in Haiti for a couple of years and I'm fluent in Haitian Creole. And the the Creole word for attorney or lawyer is avocat, which is an advocate. Mm -hmm. It's a person who represents you, who stands between you and your accuser, essentially. And I'm that kind of advocate. That's what I'm taking away is I want to be that kind of advocate. The one that pursues, 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 and recognizes when it's time to actually just be the one who holds. And that's what from that movie, The Fugitive, that I see Tommy Lee Jones do so beautifully. He's pursuing, he's doing what he's called to do, you know, in that moment. And I just, but then he recognizes when his pursuit turns into a passion for holding and protection. And so I'm borrowing from the analogy, but I'm not actually going after anybody. I'm in this, I'm not going after the um, queer community, but I, but I want to be with the queer community in a way that I stand in advocacy between, because I care about the people that are trying to figure out where they stand to. Mm. I really do care about them. Even though sometimes I want to kick somebody's ass, I just, I still care about them. And I care about the people that are being wounded and I don't want to, wound anymore. I don't want to see them wounded. So I'll literally, that's what I feel like I'm taking away is I want to be a, a sexy Tommy Lee Jones that stands in the midst <laughs> and advocates and says, wait, can we stop hurting one another? And can we actually see one another? And that's what I feel like I'm taking away that I didn't have when I came. I didn't have language for it, but that's what that, you guys helped me to flush out some of that language. And that feels really rooting and ground. It feels like it's a part of me now. And I'm like, Ooh, I like that. So you guys helped birth something in me. Could you have imagined when you woke up this morning that you would use the phrase, I want to be a sexy Tommy Lee Jones? No, never. <laughs> me neither. But I'm just, I, but, oh man, I just love that movie. Now I want to go back and watch the movie again with a yeah. whole new, yeah. Yeah. I love that. So anyway, that's where I'm, and I'm actually kind of excited about what that advocacy, friendship, standing place will look like. Because I do feel like there's a third way to do this. I feel like the churches try, or religions try to do it one way, and I feel like the queer community, bless their hearts, they are so, they have had to fight so much, and I, they need to keep fighting the way they're fighting and everything, but it's like, it feels like I want to take some of that energy and pour it towards creating safer spaces for people even as they're exploring those conversations, because I have people who come in and just, they're, they're having a hard time even just saying, I think I might be gay. I'm not sure. I think I might be queer. I'm not sure. And I'm like, Oh, can we just hold that for just a minute, you know, and not rush to definition, but invite people to be in a curious process hmm. in a way that's not harming to them. And the other thing I'm going to take away is I, <laughs> I was wondering how we'd do this with a wee one. Mm. 
and with somebody who had to wee all the time. <laughs> Lajiva. That's me. <laughs> to clarify. Um, <laughs> but, but I mean, there is, there's this element of change. We have changed as a group. We are now no longer just, you know, this many we have, we've added to the numbers and that gets complicated. And I just am like, dang, we work together well in making space for what needs to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've watched everybody take different turns with your daughter. I've watched people, you know, support you. Latif, Very accommodating. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's, there's just like, you can do, you can change who you are. You really can. Hmm. And how you are. Okay, now I'm done. I like that though. That you can change who you are and still be with the same people. Like that's really, that is a safe space. That's beautiful. Yeah. I think that fluidity is another word that's come up a lot. This, at least in my mind this season, especially around spirituality of like the freedom to sort of move in and out of, and you sort of got to that with what you were saying, Latifa, but in the context of creating space for people to be evolving and changing and, and fluid to be, you know, in different places on different days. Like that's the, it's funny how much identity is a part of like our, our cultural values today. We need to identify as this or as that, or, or, and it's always just like putting a flag in the ground and putting a marker of saying like, this is who I am. And it's like just the freedom to be fluid, the freedom to be, on a spectrum and in moving on that spectrum at all times or on many spectrums at all times to figure out like identity is, is maybe a little bit of a myth. Like there's, there's some benefit I think to identifying as this or that, but, but there's also benefit in, in the freedom to be different things, to be multifaceted, to be evolving and changing and growing. And it, it would almost be scary to not be that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what does it look like moving forward then? So we're wrapping up season four. We've been doing this for a couple of years now. Like what are we looking ahead at as a group, as a team, as a show? I'm looking forward to doing some more interviews, whether it's threesomes or one-on-ones with some other voices that are in communities that we don't live in daily um, and getting those out at some point in the next year. Uh, I've been hungry to have those voices. I know we all have been and have some of those. Like a question came into me over email last night about like asexual, demisexual, you know, those kinds of things, expectations, sexual pressure. And I'm not the right person to answer those questions, but I would love to go find somebody who can be helpful mm-hmm. and actually put that in our content. So that's one thing I'm really looking forward to contributing like in our, uh, in our wheelhouse to offer people. I think that would be really, really fun. Um, yeah. I love that. What are you looking forward to, Luke? Um, it's a good question. Like I, I think I always leave here with my eyes opened, uh, to work that is awaiting like work that's on the other side of these conversations for me. And it's always interesting for me because I will go back and I will pour over these audio files and spend lots of time listening to all of the things that we've said again, preparing it to be in other people's ears. And, and it, so it's, that's part of the process of the work for me. And so I am looking forward to that. Like I'm, I think one of the things that, you know, I can't, I, I mentioned this early in, in the season, I came into season three feeling, you know, sort of ready to begin rebuilding spiritually 
in ways, uh, reconstructing post deconstruction, which, which I think is a conversation I'd love for us to dive into is, is like when to know that it's safe or that your body's ready, that your heart's ready to reconstruct things. Um, and I left season three pretty ready to keep tearing things down, you know? And, um, interestingly, I came into this season in much the same place of like, I really feel like I'm, I'm on the cusp of this kind of rebuilding or in the, in the early stages of this rebuilding of, of a spirituality and of a theology of a, of a, of a me-ness that I can feel really good about. And, um, and I'm excited that I'm leaving with st- still with that. Like I'm, I'm still leaving in a place of like, yeah, I really do feel ready to do some rebuilding work. And that's what I think I'm looking forward to is that I think as I pour over these audio files and as I get this season ready, which is now at this point, everyone has already heard everything we've done to know that like, it's going to be part of the process of rebuilding something for me. You know, I don't want people to listen to this and think that we are four or five, however many seasons in we go, that we are always just going to be talking about, here's all the things you should tear down from what you grew up with. And like, at some point there, there are the parts you need to hang on to and the parts <laughs> you need to let go of. Uh, I, like that. <laughs> I didn't see that coming, but like truly that is kind of the place that I'm at is like, I'm getting now to a place of realizing there are things I want to hang on to and I'm going to hang on to them and I'm going to hold them loosely, I think. But part of the work for me will be discerning what those things are as we release these episodes or for those who are listening, as we have released these episodes over the last couple of months. You know, I think it is very human. It's part of being human. If we want to receive gifts along the way, more gifts, new gifts, we just have to put some things down, you know, like we can't carry it all. We weren't meant to carry everything at all times. We're meant to, some things are good for a while and then we can put them down and walk away and then receive something else. There's a grace in that, I think. You know, I'm just picturing someone needing a gift so bad, but carrying so much other stuff that there's no way they could even receive it, you know? So, yeah, letting go, holding on. This has felt like a little bit of a respite this few days because, as we talked about at the beginning, we just sold our house, and now we get to go back and empty that house. <laughs> And I just really haven't thought about that until like maybe this morning. And I was just like, oh, shit. But it's it's a bit of that process of what do we hang on to and what do we let go of? And I always choose a word for the year. And I always think it's interesting to see how like this intention plays out because it's never the way I think it will. But the word for this year was foundation and really getting back to like the basics of things. And so I just appreciate what you just said, Luke, too. Sometimes I feel like I've been toying so much of how much to throw out you know, and at the same time in the discovery process, there's some really beautiful things that are just true, true, true to my core, you know, and mm-hmm. those things I keep seeing are things that I find not only within Christianity, but within a, with other, within other traditions too. And that's when I know like, no, this is really real, you know, yeah, it's been part of the fabric for a long time. Yeah. You know, so The other thing that, that I look forward to, and, and y'all have sort of alluded to this already, but like we talked off mic about the idea of fun parts being more than just a podcast, like being a, po- a podcast, being a part of what we're doing, but like that we have, a, there's a lot of potential for us to expand this in ways that really decenter the five of us. And, and I'm excited to explore that. I'm excited as a team to really visit and, and not even just as this team, but like there are folks who are really consistent about, you know, participating, engaging on like social media or emailing us or whatever. And 
I'm excited to engage with some of those folks and say, like, what are ways that we can be a resource that decenters our voices and, and really expands this conversation outside of what we're able to do over the course of three or four days a year? You know, I look forward to that. I look forward to seeing like what can be born out of this, if, especially as we've started this whole series talking about Tove to look at the ways that we can regenerate good from this seed that we've planted. I think that's going to be really, really beautiful to really participate in making this transition easier for folks from a place of feeling bound up to a place of feeling freed up. I think mm-hmm. that that's the greater work that, that we are so privileged to get to be a part of in the very beginning um, and I'm just excited to see what that kind of can grow into over the next however long. Yeah, me too. I think the invitation, as always, for our listeners are, one, we want to say thank you for engaging in yet another season of this show and allowing us the space to, in your ears and in your mind and your heart to wrestle freely with these ideas. And the invitation is for you to now take that and do the same in your own community, to invite people to your table and have these conversations and be vulnerable and show up with your full self and, you know, just see what can grow out of it. Can I close with like a Celtic blessing? Yeah. Okay. Everybody sit with your feet on the ground and put your hands in your lap. Take your right hand, put it on your heart. Take a deep breath in and blow it out. Oh, divine, help me to accept the beauty of who I am, no matter how vast it is, how deep it is, and how surprising it is. Because I am good, I am able, and I am whole. good for me. Was it good for y'all? It was good for me. This episode of Fun Parts was produced, edited, and mixed by me, Luke Bronner. Our artwork was designed by the very talented Alan Lusink. All the music you heard in this episode was composed, produced, and licensed by the fine folks at blue.sessions.com. Check out our website at funpartspodcast.com and be sure to follow us on social media at funpartspodcast. Lastly, if you want access to bonus and behind-the-scenes content from this and other Mill Media Group shows, join our neighborhood at the Patreon link in the show notes. 